Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's continue in our verse-by-verse journey. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. Until I come, give your attention to public reading, exhortation, and teaching. Until I come. So Paul has deputized Timothy in the context of Ephesus. He's pastoring the church. There was some doctrinal mix-up. You had guys like Hymenius and Alexander teaching myths and endless genealogies leading to speculations. And so Timothy's been set in place. He's got to correct and rebuke that false teaching. He's got to bring people back to the word of God. And Paul's coming back. But in the meantime, Timothy's been entrusted with this ministry. Until I come, Paul wrote to Timothy in verse 13, give your attention to, in the Greek, the Greek text of give your attention to is sometimes translated devote yourself to. Uh, it, it comes with it comes with a high level of commitment here. You are committed to give your attention to public reading, as in the public reading of Scripture, as in what we're, what's happening right now, or in a more authoritative sense, really the proclamation of the Word of God to the people of God. When we were in our series called the Revival Project in Nehemiah chapter eight, you saw this, where the Word was proclaimed to the people. That was, the, that was the key. The book of Nehemiah is more a story of revival than it is a story of a building campaign. There is a wall that's built, yeah, but we don't know many details about the wall itself. But we see the teams designated and, the, and who covers what and all the supplies that come in, but that's about it. The majority of the book is, is really revolving around this revival in the Old Testament as the people of God return to Jerusalem. Zerubbabel has rebuilt the temple, Ezra reestablishes community, and then Nehemiah rallies the teams that re- rebuild the wall. And that's kind of the final capstone and the seal on the the resurrection of the city of Jerusalem and this revival of, of spiritual community in the Old Testament. And, it, and it, the, the, the crux of it was the, the reading of the word. People would gather around every day for hours on end to hear hours and hours of just the reading of the word of God. Now in the New Testament sense, Timothy's commissioned to do likewise, to be devoted to this public reading. Uh, when I was at Florida State University, there'd be people on, on campus sometimes holding their Bibles, just reading them out loud. And I, I felt bad because nobody would want to come and hang out with this guy. And so I would just go stand there for a minute. If I, uh, if I was early for class, which happened like maybe 10 times in four years, I would go and just, I would want to be the one person that would, that would receive the word. I don't know if they fully understood that uh, if nobody's listening, then it, you know, you may not be doing exactly what God called you to do. I don't know what kind of fruit they bore. You'll have to ask them one day when you encounter somebody who's doing that, who's just reading the, the Bible uh, publicly. They're likely going to quote this verse to you. But what they don't understand is this is the pastoral epistle. This is an instruction to Timothy, and who is commissioned again in 2 Timothy to preach the word, to be ready in season and out of season, to correct, rebuke, and exhort uh, with all all righteousness. This is something that is called of pastors. It's particularly in the context of the church. So it's a good thing. If you're reading the Bible out loud, that's cool. But I think that this is really calling upon Timothy to preach, to preach the word, to, to read scripture. Right, if you're a pastor and you're preaching and all that you're preaching is your own ideas uh, and you're not giving due priority to the word of God, then you're not living up to the standard. Preach the word, Okay. Public reading, exhortation. This is an encouragement to apply our lives to the text. You'll you'll see this in our in our curriculum in JCM's curriculum and what we what we do at the Redemption Church. There's a reason for the wording here. It's not it's not just a slip of the tongue. Like it's it's actually quite deliberate. Applying our lives to the text together. Usually you hear this flip flops. Apply the text to your life, and 
it's more than just a semantics thing for me. I think it's deliberate, and it was impressed upon me by Dr. David Prince, one of my professors at, at Southern. To you don't you don't take the word and then add it to your life like an ornament on a tree. You know, like Ooh, I'm gonna apply this scripture right here. That looks good. That goes well there. No, you apply your life to the scripture. All right, the 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 tree is the scripture, and you are the ornament, <laughs> not the other way around. And you don't just do this in isolation. This exhortation of the body of believers encourages people to apply their lives to the text together, together. Right? You, don't, you don't just receive this in a solipsistic fashion as though you're the only person who exists. That's what solipsism is. It's like, the, I'm the only person who exists. No, you're not a solipsist. In fact, you are designed as a part of a body. Okay, you're like an arm. You can't just live by yourself as an arm. You gotta be in the context of the body of believers. You're useless. You're just an arm. Okay, it's super gross and sounds like a scene from a horror movie. The picture an arm just laying out in the woods. That looks like a murder scene. No, that you're, you're designed to be a part of the larger body. So you're exhorted to apply your life to scripture, not just by yourself, but alongside your brothers and sisters in Christ. Join a small group today. We preach the word and we exhort believers. Sometimes that includes rebuke and correction, training and righteousness. The objective here is so that you would be complete and equipped for good work. And it's not just you by yourself. It's the body of believers together. We do this, uh, we do this public reading of scripture. We do this exhortation and we do this teaching. We, we're called as pastors to watch our life and our doctrine closely. Good doctrine matters immensely. It matters immensely. Uh, especially when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is why at the Redemption Church, we go through the whole counsel of God. We don't want to see any point at which we would teach something that is misaligned with scripture. And if I, as currently the primary preacher and writer for the Redemption Church and JCM, if I teach something that's contrary to scripture, please ignore me and go with scripture. Confront me, especially if we have that kind of relationship, right? Confront me, call me out. I wanna, I'll apologize and make it right the best that I can if I've done something wrong to defy scripture. We want to watch our life and our doctrine closely. We wanna teach well and exhort believers to apply their lives to the text together and to give our full attention to the public proclamation of scripture. This is what Timothy told, uh, this is what Paul told Timothy to do until he returned. And this is what we as the Redemption Church will do until Jesus comes.